0: On this episode of Resi Week, the death of the VCR. The last one rolls off the line. Sony has a new 4K OLED plus remote management and RMR. All that and more next on Resi Week, The network for the AV
1: industry. <laughs> what
0: are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is this AV, AV Nation. Nation.
1: This is AV Nation.
0: This is Resi Week, episode 25, recorded Monday, July 25th, 2016. Rods and Cones. Resi Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like DisplayNote. Hey, welcome
1: to Resi Week. This is your weekly wrap up of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott, for AVNation.tv. Today, we are joined by my good friend, Dave Pedigo. He is from Cedia. You know him as the Senior Director of Emerging Technologies. Dave, how are you doing today?
0: I am super. Thanks for asking.
1: How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. And then we have Joe Whitaker, the owner, El Presidente, the boss man, uh, the head of the Thoughtful Home. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for, ha- uh, thanks for having me again. Hey, no problem. Thanks for coming back. Uh, let's, uh, jump right in. It's a sad... Well, it's not a sad day today, but it's been a sad day last week when it came out that VHS is done. We can no longer be kind and rewind. Uh, this comes to us from Forbes, which is a wonderful place to be getting AV news. Uh, the last vhs machine has rolled off the line gentlemen are you as sad about this as i am
0: i am broken hearted so I you wouldn't being a little bit older than you guys my my dad bought one of the first uh, vhs sets and uh, i remember vividly my first vhs movie which happened to be airplane oh really classic awesome. movie awesome, <laughs> unexpected nudity as well at uh at seven years old it was perfect <laughs> just stuff to make you smile right absolutely
1: joe is this breaking your heart or is it just Dave and I? You, know,
2: you know funny story um i tried to order the last one so no integrator would have to install it <laughs> uh, but apparently there's a line for the last one does it make sad? I- no not 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 really I mean, the official analog sunset was in 2008. That was a while ago. But look at those numbers inside Forbes. They made 750,000 of them last year, so I'm assuming those are all stocked on Walmart shelves right now. Mm -hmm. And nobody is buying them. So you're going to see VHS at Walmart for like 15 more years before they run out of those three-quarters
1: of a million. You know what, though? You do always find somebody who is just determined that they need a VHS for their home movies or that one episode of MASH they taped in 82, they want to rewatch. And,
2: and then they bought that VHS DVD recording combo. Yes. Video,
1: and they still haven't converted any of them. They still use the no. tape. Well, yeah. The tape lets you rewind. It's fun. It's got that, you know, it's going to come back like vinyl. It's you know style.
0: it will. It is sure it will. At 320 by 240 <laughs> resolution. That's right.
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know uh i don't know where we're gonna watch it although i still i still remember you know doing a lot of work in in commercial video houses where you had vhs you had betamax you had all that stuff even not that long ago it was still kicking around just in case and i
2: will be the first to say i miss the media that you could take a piece of tape and tape over an empty spot and record over whatever was on it
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true joe that the big question is, what are you going to do with all your S-video cables?
2: So, that's a good question. Uh,
1: you can recycle.
2: We can recycle them.
1: You can recycle them.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a converter or something for something. No, anywhere. don't.
1: Don't even start down that road. <laughs> you don't want to go down that road at all. All right, we could reminisce over... Over the good times of VHS for, for hours, I'm sure. I still sure. have a VHS of Goonies to this day. Do you really? Yes. I'm keeping that forever. See, I don't know if I have a single VHS in my house, but I know in my parents' house in the basement, they've got a lovely built-in uh, cabinetry system that has slide-out drawers specifically designed for VHS. DVDs do not fit. So this is very heartbreaking to them. Well, And me, too. What else am I going to do when I go into the basement and use the old tube TV that's just never been replaced and try to watch, I don't know, The Lion King or something? It's just it's not going to fly. Or Old episodes of Rockford Files? Come on. You
2: know, before we move on, I do want to say the VCR built the biggest scar for the AV industry everywhere that poisoned us all, and it was called the TV-VCR combo. I'm just saying, none of us will <laughs> ever use a combo machine again because of that <laughs> device.
1: Yeah, but come on. How many uh, – you, you know you – did you never sell a TV-DVD combo? Yeah. My God, the Toshim okay. flew off my shelves. So. Yes, yes. Okay. I was going to say because I remember those. Those, those were good times. See what I'm saying? I mean... Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Otherwise, okay. we'll just all we'll, get misty-eyed. Coming to us from CE Pro – Sony kind of made a splash over the last couple of days, releasing their new, wait for it, LCD Z series TVs. Did you guys catch that? No.
0: Yeah, I was trying to figure out what Z stood for.
1: Yeah. So you guys would refer to it as Z, but here where we pronounce things, it's Z. Uh, <laughs> this is their brand new HDR uh, series of TVs. It's really, really sexy. I can't, I can't lie. The interesting thing is they are saying that not only will this uh, outperform their premium LCD rivals, it will also outperform the premium OLED rivals. Gentlemen, uh, as we kind of started talking about, you know, just what order we wanted to talk about these lovely stories in, Dave, you got all excited about this. Why are you so excited
0: about this? Well, I am so excited for it because I am, um, well, first of all, I saw the master backlight drive at CES uh, in the, in January, and it was incredible. The The thing about it is, just to get a little technical for a second, is um, that, you know, the traditional TVs that we watch, were reminiscing about analog TVs, you're getting maybe a hundred nits off of that TV, so... Where we are now, the uh, master backlight drive that they showed at CES was um, 4,000 nits. So it was bright enough that when you were watching uh, one of the scenes, believe it or not, was from Annie, but they had a helicopter going over the Hudson River. In the morning, sun's bouncing off of the the Hudson, and it's actually, you have this visceral response. Your eyes are actually dimming because it's so bright. Mm -hmm. So... You know, we've focused for so long on televisions about getting the black levels right, and now we're really getting to the point of really extending the range of the white levels uh, or the brightness. And so um, I can see where they're coming in with saying that that it's a better picture than OLED. I, I certainly would say that it's up for debate, but it's an incredible, incredible picture because we truly are focusing on the contrast aspect of video watching. And since we have about 100,000 rods in our eyes for every one cone, we see significantly more detail in black and white than we do in color. And so this is a really, really positive step into getting incredible pictures. So if you add that with the wider color gamut, I think they said that they're uh, almost at the DCI P3 spec. So they're, you know, 25% greater picture colors than um the rec 709 standard it's a really incredible picture
1: yeah it, it, I, I didn't get a chance to see it at ces but i've kind of known it was it was coming and we've seen a lot of stuff on it and it does look fantastic now they are suggesting that the 65 inch is going to sell for somewhere around 7k the 75
2: for 10k So that means next year that'll be three and five
1: Well, yes, of course. Uh, (laughs) They didn't release the 100-inch, the the cost on that. We know as integrators that 75 and and the 100 will probably be the ones that will, A, want to sell, and and B, that our clients are going to want. Do we, Joe, find it interesting uh, that they said that they do not want to stick this or stick these models in a wall of TVs, that they really want to go after custom integration and AV specialists not your general appliance stores. Does that mean – is that an empty promise?
2: Well, okay, okay. Let, let me put it like this. So I'll, I'll show my age in the industry for just one second.
1: Oh, don't do that.
2: I, I, I will preface that by saying they said that they want to do that. However, it will be on Amazon.com and Best Buy. Well, there's of course. Half, there's half of your empty promise right there. But but So a long time ago, there was this very integrator-friendly – Great margin brand out there called Fujitsu, um, which I love to death, and they they loved the integrators more than anyone, and they were probably the you know they were the go to for a long time, and then the the integrator market for TVs dropped out. It was it pretty much just washed away magically. Well, they're starting to embrace that again. Where Samsung isn't, um, other brands are really not. They're you know all over everywhere. You can buy a 4K samsung at walmart but sony i've started to see their engineering getting better their development getting better their forward thinking getting better and they're actually starting to target us with a 50 some thousand dollar floor uh projector that's freaking amazing that you can splice together and do a wicked wall um they've got the the new 4k big boy i mean they're really starting to hit that market, specializing for integrators with great IP control, all the other bells and whistles that we ask for, um, built-in streaming media that has, you know, you can direct jumps with any control system. They're really starting to move. They're starting to fill a gap that we do not have. There's nobody that's doing the moves that they're doing from a TV and projector manufacturer Mm -hmm. specifically for our market. What does hurt us is you can get it on Amazon.com, and you can get it from Best Buy. That, that's, that's, that's kind of the only downfall. I would say, it's funny, when this TV was first kind of announced, it was probably the, maybe the week before Dave saw it at CES, I get a message and a picture from Jason Savage at Sony, and he's like, dude, you've got to see this. I've officially fallen in love. And it was, it, I, you know, when he tells me something like that, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's marketing talk. Um, but, I mean, now I've seen it, and, and you're right. This is kind of the... They made a mistake at CD a while back. I'll just say that I actually think they're starting to fix it with their products now.
1: <laughs> That's a, a wonderful way to dance around that, yeah. because yeah, we we've seen, I, and again, I don't know how it is stateside, but but for us up here, we've seen a lot of the premium television products disappear from our suppliers and our distributors, and go direct to you know again the big box stores. So I. I find this intriguing to see that they've kind of, especially after they had their, their issues with some of their reps and, and changing the way that they were dealing with the, the integration channel. It's a really interesting thing to see. Um, Dave, can we expect to see this at Cedia?
0: Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I really think so. And I, what I'll say is, is I think that that we will see as the industry – um, from a television perspective, is that so the, the cutting edge technologies and there's multiple technologies that are coming down the line over the next few years that they're going to target our market first because we're in front of the clientele who has the ability to afford, a, you know, a $10,000 75 inch TV or, you know, say a $20,000 100 inch TV or whatever it's going to be. So, um, you know, we've got we're only at um, uh, um, oh uh, yeah. So um, there we go. So we can uh, um, we can you know it's DCI P3 is what we're looking at for the Sony. So the color is not um quite so um i mean it's it's not there yet we're going to get direct 2020 which is uh significantly better yellows uh better reds and greens so i think over the next few years you'll see okay well first we're going to get to let's say 4,000 nits although in the article they don't specifically state what the um uh, what the actual brightness is it'll probably be a little bit less than what we saw at um ces so we'll see brighter tvs that are coming out we'll see colors uh where we're going to get closer and closer to rec 2020 and there's a new rec 2100 that's coming out as well higher frame rates so and i think that uh tv manufacturers realize that they can produce uh, displays where they can make some margin on them and then our members can make some margin because we're in front of the early adopters and one with the with a disposable income to be able to afford what is really truly a luxury product.
1: Well, yeah, because let's remember, this is not, uh, especially, you know, at that 75-inch, you know, $10,000 price point, that's not something your average person is walking into Best Buy and, and just throwing down on their on their Visa or MasterCard. It's
0: no, and I, they d- and I don't think that, you know, no disrespect to, to Best Buy, you know, they do some good things as well, but go and try to get somebody, you know, who's eighteen years old and you know just graduated high school and explain what Rec seven oh nine or, or DCI P3 is or the, the brightness. All they're gonna say is it means dude. It's, good. it's really yeah, it cool. Means it's yeah. really
1: good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh lovely. Very nice. Um moving on, we've got a article from Residential Systems from my good friend Todd Puma. Uh, he wrote a, a a lovely article, as I said, on remote monitoring and how being able to be there and in the door and and correcting things proactively uh, ahead of time how that a uh, makes you look fantastic in front of your client, but b you know it, it's kind of the backside of you can make a lot of money on that RMR. Uh, from remote monitoring, but it's, it's much more effective than just showing up and doing a service call. Joe, is this something that I, I hate to say that this is, is this something that our dealers or our integrators still need to get? Um, so I, on, I feel like it is. No. Yeah. I, I mean, on that, on that, <laughs> it's right.
2: I knew I opened a wormhole yeah. right there. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to plug Dave had to go real quick. Um, it's definitely something they need to get. So I would actually recommend that anybody watching, if they're attending CEDIA, take the. Um, there's a class on. Uh, RMI. Uh, what is it? Now I just drew a blank. <laughs> well, there's there's classes. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there's some on the, on the remote management uh, re, uh management aspect, and there's mm-hmm. also one on. Uh, service contracts, excuse me. There's a class on service contracts. There you go. Um, take those two classes, you put them together, and this is what every integrator needs to do. Uh, because, I mean, you think about it, some of the ones that are named in here, you have uh, package with Backpack. Mm-hmm. Um, now uh, package is going to get into some really interesting stuff now that they're part of Control 4 and actually be able to track things on a MAC address, an IP level, down to a device level, Similar to what another company that's actually been around for a little while called Aihiji does, which wasn't mentioned in this article, um, you know, you've got you've got Aihiji that has been doing this kind of thing for quite a while, and if you deal with Aihiji, they'll actually help you set up these service contracts mm-hmm. so that you have some you know some turnkey RMR already built in, and then they mentioned men- uh, mentioned Blue Bolt, which has been around for, gosh, I mean, I was do- yeah exactly a decade at least. Yeah. Um, I've been doing Blue Bolt since, gosh, yeah, well before I was up in St. Louis, it had to be a decade. So, I mean, these things are out there, but and we've used them as tools for us rather than tools for our clients. And when you use a tool that's ours, that's a company's, that's that's an HTP's company, a technology's company, we consider that like we're buying a drill. I bought a drill. I'm not charging my customer for this drill. However... We need to start thinking about these services as tools for our clients, so that we're you know let uh, we know ahead of time when something is going wrong or before it even goes wrong, and it's fixed before they even notice. That's how a service contract is supposed to work, but a lot of integrators don't look at it that way. They need to start looking at that you know this investment in real, you know monitoring and proactive monitoring, not not after the fact. Mm-hmm. They need to start actually putting this into a process that's profitable for them, better for the client because it's, it's looked at that way now. This mm-hmm. is a client tool, not an integrator's
1: tool. Well, and that that brings up the, the good point of not only from, you know, selling this as a service to your client and taking care of your client better, there's something to be said for having that RMR revenue coming in when you start to, you know, if we, if we take off kind of the, the integration hat, and think more of a business management side of things. Mm-hmm. When you go to either try and look at your exit strategy or look at getting more financing or do anything to help you personally as, as ownership level or as you're you know, trying to retire or anything like that, having a, a laundry list of clients that may or may not do something with you down the road doesn't really help you. Having a massive list of those, those, those clients with half of them on a service contract, looks very, very attractive to anyone in any sort of financial uh, industry and as you're looking to potentially either sell or, or, or grow or move on. <clears throat> How important, Dave, is it for us to kind of get past, again, as, as Joe said, just using stuff like this as tools, whether it be for you know our tools like drills and, and that type of thing, or for client facing tools and using this to help build you know our, our bottom line and the the valuation of our companies
0: <laughs> I, I it's critical like it's not just like a little bit important it is oh my god it's so important I you know for years we've actually spent uh, uh, you know I've been up on in speaking on panels or teaching classes and talking about the importance of RMR and um, so we um you know we we try to stress you have to have something as i mean you really put it eloquently, you have to have something in the pipeline that shows that there is a value to the company other than uh just the capital equipment that you have and your name yeah. the um it's really, really. Uh, super important the hard thing is is that so say 2009 2010, we'd ask how many of you are interested in recurring monthly revenues we'd ask in our annual surveys and you'd get let's say 20 percent. What we've started to see is that slow climb but there's still probably about 40 or 50 percent who don't want to get involved in recurring monthly revenue because they think that they can't move the needle enough that the, that the dollar figures that are coming in, Uh, aren't enough to actually move the needle. They're not a security company. They're not used to it. But the bottom line is the exit strategy is so important. Of course, everybody wants to be wildly successful and make millions of dollars. But at the end of the day, what we're really trying to do is to build a business. We all want to be able to go on vacation with the family. We we all want to provide for our kids, whether it's handing our business over to our kids or it's selling it. Those kind of things and recurring monthly revenue, having a pipeline, is is the most important way. And so, what, you know, I, I'll just put a shameless pitch in real quick and say that, you know, the the CDA uh, business education over the last couple of years, we've finally starting to see that more business classes are actually taken than technical, and that's that's really a good thing because we. Um, Uh, we've seen a a large increase in the number of education seats being taken but it's more people focusing on their business we find a lot of these people they know the technology they don't really know how to specifically grow their business and so register the training pass that you know you can get all you can need education uh, as a CDA member uh, for for one training pass I think it's 399 right now with the early bird prices so um, uh, bottom line is it's important, and you have to remember that this is a business you're running, and the one advice I've always given is for every one business class or for every one technical class you take, take two business classes because you're not doing your clients any favor by putting them in a great, you know, great home cinema that you can't service because you're out of business.
1: Well, and is that not a shift that we've really, you know, as you mentioned right there, that we've really started to see, Joe, where – we're f- seeing integrators kind of move beyond this is a hobby I fell into um, mm-hmm. and really approach it more as a, and it, it's going to sound terrible, but approach it as a real business. You know, well,
2: that's, the, that's the, 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 you know, the kind of the sink or swim thing is gone now. And, and now the companies that are still around, because most people did, they either started as a hobbyist. Mm hmm split off of something else they were already doing like a security company or an electrical company or another company that dived into this uh, started off as low voltage and then got into audio video and then got into automation and then got into all these other things but but it, it never really for for most most companies it didn't start as it was a business plan this is this is what it is and the housing market kind of kind of just when it crashed it kind of weeded out you know the the ones that really had no longevity when it came down to the business side. Then you had uh-huh. the survivors, which were those who kind of figured their way through the business side just to just to stay alive. Now everyone is looking at a profit potential. Now everybody's looking at how to structure this business either for growth, franchising, expanding, or like Dave was talking about, exit strategy. So and Dave's right. You know we we've come to a technical peak as far as tech technology where the only things that are really changing really fast on us are, are video formats and 4K and HDR and things that those of us who have been in a company or been around there, they're easy for us to grasp. They're just new numbers on old ideas. So now everybody's really concentrating on the business side and I totally agree with Dave. Two business classes for every one tech class. Right now you have to. That's why business exchange is being so successful is because peep, those are the those are the things that our companies want right now. pedagog will be the first to tell you, my guys do the training pass. You yep. know, that, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's a big, big deal. Dave, but um, just quick question for all the viewers out there. Didn't Early Bird end yesterday?
0: Uh, it did. So uh, it there's, Dave, I know. Getting your hopes up. What, what I can <laughs> say is, you know what, I, you know, if you just missed a deadline, Give us a call. Dave
1: will take take care care. of it. A week 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 from now. A week from now. Don't (laughs) Don't ask me
0: for that.
2: So this is going to be be the AV AV week extension.
1: Yes, yes. If you watch Resi Week, you call and you talk to Dave. That's right.
2: (laughs) No, I would would highly suggest for for, every company out there right now to start really concentrating on the business classes because we can try to weed through it. We can try to figure it out. Um, but you, you, most of us were not, we, we, weren't built for that. We, we all came from tech backgrounds, not business backgrounds. So when it comes into getting the real nuts and bolts on, you know, RMR, what a profit and loss actually looks like and how that works, um, how to maximize that for, um, you know, bank finan- financing, selling. Here's, here's a question
1: for both of you. Yeah. With CDA being, you know, a little over what, two months away, month and a half away. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> it's close when you're if you haven't already, you know, booked all your tickets or or got your whole team ready or, or whoever's going. If you haven't made that decision, are we to a point where in addition to sending that lead tech or those couple techs to show up and see some gear and take some some tech classes, are we at the point where we should be bringing all your executive staff?
0: Oh, uh, I mean, in my because, opinion, well, that's, no, that's, but, I mean, I, I hear all the time. you the no,
1: you know, but you see people and they, they're like, hey, who, who do you have with you? And they go, Oh, I've got my lead tech. I got my lead installer. You never hear about the office staff coming.
2: Matt, I got a good one for you, Matt. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm ready for this, Matt. Yeah, go, go. I'm ready. I'm hey, ready. Dave, me and Dave been messaging back and forth for days and days and days. Dave, who is going to be
0: taking some CD classes this year? Well, uh, mm-hmm. some of your, uh, your top people at your office and myself. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh yeah. Uh, that is right. That is correct.
2: So yes, it is important for all upper staff to, I, I mean, for one thing, I, I cannot stress refreshers. I mean, mm-hmm. there's things that, you know, somebody up at the top might not touch for two years, but you know, it lands in their lap in a very big way. Um, I, I could not stress refreshing, 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 and then also um, keeping up on some of those business classes. Um, the, the business exchange there was a great class that I I really think should be a CDA class, by the way, Dave. The one uh, that talked about employee hiring, things yeah. about HR. Those are things that you know I wasn't familiar with myself. And you look at that; and those are legal things. You know, yeah. those are things that could shut down my business if I do it incorrectly. Well, I I think that these things are super important
0: and Dave's staff and the stuff they do is amazing. And and not to be too self-congratulatory about what we do since I actually work for Cedia. But uh, what I would say is, yeah, the education is amazing. It really is. And I I can say that now that I don't run education anymore, so I don't have to (laughs) take any credit for my work. Um, The other thing is, it's not about just that. The big thing is is the networking and finding people who have you know common issues those kind of things there's just something to be said about being at a place where you meet people you 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 put a face to the name sometimes if you've been talking to people on the phone it's just it's just as great about being there and seeing the people in the industry and talking about common issues as Mm -hmm. it is seeing the new products it's not just about the products it's about the community And, and so it's, and it's not me trying to push the association down the th- your throat. It's just the, it's the <coughs> truth, you know. But, Some- but that's even something that, you know, I've written about for years is that
1: I don't honestly go to the shows because I want to see the text so much as I want to get neck, you know, arm in arm, get close to everybody else and everybody in the industry because you learn so much even just from walking the floor with multiple different people and bumping into them, let alone taking classes and, and, and seeing all the new tech on the floor. It is really about the community, and you can't, uh, I I don't think you can put, A, a a price on it, or B, obtain that kind of experience anywhere else.
0: I I agree. I agree. And, you know, for some people who who think, well, you know, I don't, you know, have the, the money to, say, spend, uh, you know, $500 or whatever it is for uh, uh, classes on education. There's also hundreds of manufacturers' product trainings as well. So there's there's opportunities in all sorts of, of areas.
1: All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for, for being on this episode. I had a blast.
0: Thanks for the opportunity, I can't wait to watch you in lo-fi on a VHS. If, can, can you guys down-res this to uh, 320? I,
1: I think I have a Hi8 camera somewhere in the <laughs> office. I will pull it out and uh, and send you a little video.
0: Make sure you interlace <laughs> it as well.
1: Of course. It won't be progressive. It will be interlaced. All right, gentlemen. Um, Joe, where can people connect with you?
2: Uh, you can always connect uh, with me through Cedia. Um I'm always there at the show and involved with all these great guys that work there. Um, also, you can find me at Thoughtful Home on Twitter, uh, The Thoughtful Home on uh, Facebook, and you can check out our hashtag Functional Friday videos. Um, they're getting funner and a little better as we go. <laughs> yeah. And you can always find me at Joe at the thoughtfulhome.com.
1: Very nice. Uh, Dave, thanks for being here, my friend. Where can uh, people connect with you?
0: I'm, I'm nice and easy. Just Dave Pettigo on Twitter. Just at Dave Pettigo.
1: Beautiful. And where can people grab uh, all their CD information and, and planning for the show, which is just, upcoming?
0: Just go to CDia.net and uh, click on Expo or the show. Sorry. I get, have to remember we're calling it the show. <laughs> and uh, it's all there for you. But if you have any questions, we are a customer oriented organization. Give us a call. I'll give you my direct line, 317-735-4052. I'm happy to talk to anybody who's got questions.
1: And that's definitely the, the number to call if you want that extension on
0: yes. that education yeah, that's, that's my direct line
1: there. <laughs> You're so welcome, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, again, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, for myself, if you want to follow me, you can find me at MattDScott on Twitter, ...or at Omega Audio Video as well on pretty much every social platform. But more importantly, as much as I like to think I'm important, not so much. Visit us at avnation.tv. You'll find this show, all our past episodes of this show, as well as a wide variety of other shows and verticals that we as avnation.tv cover... And last but not least, when you visit the site, make sure you check out our underwriters. We have a big thanks to them. Uh, we want to thank them for supporting us. And uh, if you like what we do, check them out. They're they're all good people. So thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for Resi Week.